It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Utah Jazz don't look very good much of the night, but then when it's time for the fourth quarter, they do exactly what they should do, and they blast a hapless, undermanned Phoenix Suns team, 116-88. Lots of great performances to talk about it, and we'll do about it next on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Postcast is brought to you by the store, 600 South, 20th East. We haven't talked since the Super Bowl, have we? No, we have not. Did you go to the store like you said you were going to? I did. Went to the store, got that chocolate cake. Oh, you did? And some other things, yes. It's uh, somebody at my house's birthday this week, so one of those cake-to-floor cakes might have to be purchased for her. Um, By the way... um, I almost charged my mudslide cookie to your account the other day. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I, 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 never mind. Yeah. Shouldn't have told him that. Uh, so I was a little down on us in the second and third quarter. I didn't think we were playing well. I thought Phoenix was playing better than we were. Um, I was you know, just basically said that. I don't know if I was critical, but I thought Phoenix was playing better. I said at one point in the broadcast that if you just walked in here for the last 24 minutes, you'd think the team in purple was better than the team in gold. Um, and then as we went to a break, I asked Thurl Bailey, what are you looking for in the fourth quarter? He said, I'm looking for the hammer. And the Jazz put the hammer down. Does that excuse the second and third quarter performance? You know, I was trying to watch Quinn. Quinn didn't seem to be real concerned. Uh, Jazz led by, what, eight going into the third quarter, outscored the, 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 the Phoenix Suns by 20 there in the fourth. Now, excuse? No. Because I'm sure there's some things out there that – that the Jazz, that Quinn just was not excited about, meaning just not that effort. You know, it makes you wonder sometimes. You see ball games like this, you see players, are they breaking a sweat? You know, so how hard are you working? If you don't break, I mean, maybe you're not breaking a sweat. You need something to like, I kept saying we need a spark. I don't yeah. know what the spark was. I think it was the three point shooting just finally started to go, and the Jazz got a lot of, lot of corner threes along the way. The defense actually was okay during the night, at least statistically. Now, that's also that. Without Devin Booker, Phoenix can't score, so that helps your defense look a lot better. I, you know, this is just kind of one of those games you, you, you take it. You made an interesting comment about the amount of time off yeah. that these guys have practiced and shoot around was a little different today and all of that. W- what was your thought on how that impacted the game? Well, I, that's the reason I brought it up because I, I, I think sometimes, uh, you know, coaches always say that, you know, we need practice, we need practice time and all that kind of stuff. But and 
ideal situations for a player, for a, a team, I think, without the injuries, I think it's like playing every other day and not having as much time as the Jazz have had all to the point where you can relax. And uh, even though it's, it's great because you can, you know, get some guys healthy and everything like that, but, you know, th that much time off is not good. So guys like me kind of complain about the second and third quarter, and then the flip side of this is – the Jazz now this year against teams that are sub-500 move to 17-5. and five. That's a great record. I mean, that tells you right there that, you know, what kind of uh, season the Jazz have had at the beginning of the year, you know, especially being on the road. I think the Jazz were 14-14 14 and 14, uh, on the road. Right now they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fourteen and fourteen, which is absolutely great considering the team that they that they played. Do you remember when I was talking about that there were twenty games you're playing this year against not very good teams? Four against the Phoenix Suns, and then there's a bunch of Eastern Conference teams. There's now Dallas is in the midst of a major tank, and Washington's in the midst. Though Washington was a part of that group, amidst of a major tank. So there's going to be more as the season closes. Um, and to our benefit on Washington, because we have not played them this year, so we'll get them twice on the weak side, our non-benefit against Dallas and Memphis, we played a bunch early. But with that, still with that said tonight, I think what's interesting is the Jazz have lost one game all year against the least good teams in the league. That was in Mexico City under some pretty unique circumstances. That We're not great against above 500 teams right now. We're 14 and 19. But this these games still count in the standings and they're actually how you kind of make the playoffs and survive well you can blame that loss in in uh, mexico city to those seats they had us sitting in i figured that's screwed, where you're going screwed up our backs i was going to comment know? about the restaurant i went to the night before but <laughs> but uh this is the, this is the deal here and, and i'm not sure maybe you can tell me that what we have left i think now with 26 games left in in the season so what do we have left with teams that are under 500 and the teams that are over 500 uh if if we break even at what the just say what what did i say 26 13 and 13 for the rest of the year that still only puts us around 43 44, 44. wins you know something like that and where does that put us 44 is not going to get it done yeah you're, you're, no, it's interesting. Obviously, the Clippers with their big deal the other day um, seemed to be out of it a little bit, and Sacramento made a bunch of deals to get in it tonight. Uh, let's discuss Royce O'Neal before we wrap this up. I just think it's a great story. He's worked incredibly hard. Um, he had three threes tonight. Uh, he also just, he's become a better rim finisher. But that ball kicks out to Royce O'Neal now for an open three. You think it's going in? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I think I said this, I can't say it enough that what Menace has done for his game and, and how it's really helped him. We knew that he was a good defender. Uh, he, we knew he rebounded the basketball very well. I thought for a while there that he wasn't very consistent enough shooting the threes but uh, or just shooting, period. Uh, and then he had problems finishing at the rim. So getting time out there on the floor during, in the absence of, of um, uh, Ricky Rubio and Donovan having to run the point, he really was able to get his game together. Now... That puts him in a position now, David, where he really makes an impact and helps this team, but it also has other teams looking at him, which means that if there was something to be made and you and, and you throw Royce O'Neal in there. He's got a great contract. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's an asset. Teams are, I'm sure, calling about him. Yeah. All right, trade deadline, I believe, is 1 o'clock tomorrow our time. We'll see how it all plays out. For those of you that are interested, Locked On Fantasy Basketball on YouTube will be doing a live Locked On Podcast Network show with all of our local experts. You're welcome to grab that. There'll also be great coverage locally on 1280 The Zone, so you're welcome to grab that. Have a good night.
Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.